Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue, a podcast about living life on mission for the glory of God. My name is David Rudy. I'm the pastor at Doxa Church, and I'm joined by my wife, Julie. Hello. How are you doing this morning, Julie? I'm doing great. I've got my dibs on the pastor mug here. <laughs> Someone lovely gave that to me, and I, it makes me smile every time I use it. Yep. And spring is coming. I know. After a really freezing cold last night, Monday night on the soccer field, I had Monroe out there with me for an hour asking to go home, and her hands were cold, and the boys are running around getting muddy. I will say, as they walked out the door, I said, I think she needs another coat. No, no, she'll be fine. So I was doing my motherly duties. Guys, why do we ever, ever question a mom's intuition? I have no idea. Boys, that's why. Just just boys. I live with a lot of them. Yeah. So hopefully you're enjoying this weather that's starting to look like spring. And this morning, we are going to talk about Ruth. Yes. I don't know if you were there on Sunday, but David pulled out some funny jokes. (laughs) I'm glad that's what you remember from the message. Thanks. I mean, the ruthless joke was good. People were clapping. It (laughs) It was funny. I have to admit. Chris Beret sent me a little meme about that. And I don't even remember what it said. It just like had the punchline, ruthless. So I was able to use that and kind of orchestrate it in into well the message. Well yeah. played. Yeah. But this has been, honestly, a perfect passage and a perfect series for where we're at personally uh, right now. I think there's so many times in life where you're walking with the Lord and he brings a passage to mind or a sermon or a song Mm -hmm. and it just lines up exactly with what you're going through. And I think of Karen, shout out to Karen. She's really good about pointing this out in her walk with the Lord. Just these moments where she's reading in her Bible reading time and it's just exactly what she's going through. And the Lord has appointed that. And that's how this Ruth series is for David and I right now, the, you know, what we're going through. And like, that's so kind of the Lord to do that. David planned out this series a long time ago before we even knew we'd be in a season that we're in. Mm -hmm. And there's even a couple other ladies in the church, Darian, Connie Baderka, they reached out to me and said that their life group had just recently decided to read through Ruth together, like as their own little Bible study. And that was a few weeks before we announced that we were going to do Ruth. So yeah, I love when God orchestrates all those things. It is yes. so good to see that. So good to see life groups coming together too. I also want to give a huge shout out to Billy and Amy's life group over there. Pam Beret has been really sick. She's been in the hospital. Pray for her, guys. She just got out. Yeah, and and Pam and Chris were both raving about how much they've been loved and cared for by their life group. Mm, so love that. Love to hear those kind of things. But yeah, the book of Ruth, we're here, we're in the midst of it. I've preached two sermons already, and we've got a couple more to go. And what we're really seeing from Ruth is two big themes. Well, the overarching theme through the whole thing is God is sovereign. He is in complete control. He is painting a masterpiece behind the scenes where we don't even know what's going on, when we have no answers, when we're confused and we're hurting. He is doing something. That is evident in this book. So he is the hero of the story. The other two elements that you really start seeing that get fleshed out is faithfulness to God. Mm -hmm. Just do what he's already 
called you to do. Like, what has he revealed? What is true? What does he want you to do with your life? Just do that. Start with that, even when you don't have other answers. And then the second piece is trusting him. It goes hand in hand. Trusting in his providence. Mm -hmm. So as we see that in this book, there's a perspective that Ruth has that really plays into those two things. And I was talking with Julie about this. There's no way Ruth didn't struggle with this. She's human. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about what happened to her in her life. Right. Just because we read about a certain perspective and response doesn't mean we don't see the struggle that was maybe there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you can just put yourself in her shoes, right? Okay, you're a Moabite woman. You have a you're really... down upon. Yeah. I mean, even backing up even before that, just the culture that she grew up in. We're talking about an absolutely pagan, wicked, mm-hmm. demon-worshipping culture that with all of that baggage and promiscuity just permeating the culture. So that's where she came from from in her environment. She marries a guy who is an Israelite, and we don't know how close he was walking to get with God. It just doesn't really say. She learned something from Naomi, right? Like mm-hmm. for the 10 years. So so she did learn truth about the one true God, but her husband dies and she's left with this decision. Do I help my mother-in-law get back to Bethlehem or do I just go back to my old way of life? And mm-hmm. she made the decision right there, even through Naomi had her own issues that she was working through. Needy friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just that act of selflessness that Naomi said where even though Naomi doubted the goodness of God mm-hmm. Naomi still believed in the sovereignty of God and she still believed that God was in control and so because of that that kernel of truth about God that Naomi held on to she selflessly said Ruth just go go back to your people go back home leave me I'm going to be all right I'm just going to go back to Bethlehem And whatever's going to happen to me will happen to me, but just leave me. And that sparked something in Ruth where everything that she had heard about the one true God, she gave her life to God right there and she believed Mm -hmm. in God. So you have that going on. Her husband's dead. And I mean, whenever you, you're in a new land, like you were saying, Julie, you're in a brand new place. No one knows you. You're going to have to work through the pain from the past Mm -hmm. without a doubt and what we were talking about and this was like sunday night when we were actually talking about this was it's easy to really camp in one of two places either you just look back at all the pain in the past and you keep going back to that and back to that and back to that and dissecting that and mulling it over into the point where it consumes you of like this person did this to me or i can't believe this happened to me just on replay in your head yeah yeah either that's your perspective or and then to go alongside with that or is is the whole victim mentality of like i'm damaged goods i'm not good enough Mm -hmm. and so you lower your standards and you lower your expectations and you don't seek the lord right like you just cave you cave and you just give in and you just go with what feels good right and bitterness will come in as well when that happens that's the end result of that The other thing that you can trip up in is just looking ahead. Maybe you're just so focused on, I don't know, am I ever going to meet a husband over here? Or am I ever going to get out of this tent that I'm living in with my mother-in-law? When are the good things going to start happening? Yeah, yeah. So 
both of those elements, if they're out of balance and out of focus, can be very, very destructive for you. Just focusing all the unknowns that you have no clue how it's going to work out can really be debilitating and it can really get you stuck. I would say too, what David's not saying here though is to just, well, these bad things happened. I can't think about it. I just have to look forward. That's not what we're saying. Sometimes you have to work through those hard things Mm -hmm. and that's a healthy, good thing in the right way. Absolutely. And that's where it reminds me of that sermon I preached at the very beginning of this year, Uh the new walk for a new year. And it's pretty cool how the Lord just led me into that message Uh the week of. You wrestled through it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really fitting the whole theme of our first couple months here of 2022. Mm -hmm. And it probably will continue. But if you remember that message I preached And the big thing that I kept going back to was live in the moment with grace and reflection on the past and realism and optimism on the future. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of pieces that you're juggling and you're balancing there to have the right perspective. And in that message, we're not going to repeat that whole thing. I just talked about how even if you just focus on the past piece, some people look at the past with optimism and happiness and like the glory days it was all good and sunshine they just focus on like how good i was in high school (laughs) (laughs) of this or that right or some people look at a a painful situation from the past and they look at it in the negative looking forward some people are just focused on like oh everything's gonna be all right they're like the blind optimist person like everything's gonna be good and they block out they're not learning from their past mistakes like that and they're not being real about the pain that's also going to be there Or you have the person who's the doom and gloom. You know, they're way too into politics. They're just, everything's going to come crashing down. So you could even subdivide it even more. That's all we'll say about that for now. But (laughs) David and I are opposites when it comes to this. (laughs) (laughs) Which one are you, Julie? I'm the look back. I have to work through it. Uh, I have to feel everything Mm -hmm. um, and take it to the Lord. And it's a slow process. I'm a slow processor. Mm Mm-hmm. And I will get to a good point, but that good point just doesn't come overnight for me. And you would tend more towards focusing on the negative rather than the glory days when you look back. That's just like, kind of like your natural default. Uh-huh. You're, you work through that. For me, my natural default is look forward with blind optimism. I'm the exact opposite. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> Which sounds great, but has it always been great for you? Right. No, no, there's definitely things that you have to actually go back and reflect on. And that's where you go. Learn from. Uh huh. Reflect on so you can learn. Right. How can I handle that situation differently next time it comes around? Like, what can I take away from this that's going to help me in the future? So, if we're just blocking it out, I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to talk about it. You're missing the blessing that is learning from a mistake or learning from even someone else's mistake that you experienced, right? Right. We've got a couple points that we just want to talk through today just to help dissect this topic and get into some scripture and what the Lord says about this. Our first one here is let's live in the moment through the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, how can we do that in our daily walk? You take up your cross and you follow Jesus Christ. Jesus emphasized that daily mm-hmm. walk in James 4, 14 through 17, Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Those are two really crucial passages when it comes to this topic. And it's just about, look, 
your life matters, but you can't fix all the problems in the world. You're just called to do your part, mm -hmm. to daily surrender and to do what the Lord has in front of you. Yeah, and, and it's actually easy. I think some people question this. Well, I don't know what that is. I, I can tell you what it is. It's to love God and to love others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's really actually simple. Exactly. But we overcomplicate it so much. Yeah, yeah. Even like a lot of times when you're hurt from something in the past and you're having trouble with that in the present, maybe it's I'm having a hard time just trusting people. Uh -huh. like a lot of people are in that place where they've been so wronged by things that have happened from other people. They struggle with trusting people. And the reason we trust people isn't because people are trustworthy. It's we because it's because we trust God and we love like God is love and you can't love people without putting out some trust in people. It goes hand in hand. So because we have to love people, we have to invest in people. Of course, there's an element where we have to trust people. And we know that God is the only one who will never fail us, who will never forsake us, who will never disappoint us. Right. People will, but that's we do too because we're also human. So we do the same thing. Yep. In the second point there, implement grace and reflection on the past. This is a really tricky one. It really is. Because if David and I are going to be real for a minute, this is exactly where we are in the season of life. We have a lot going on. And it, it's caused us to have to reflect on the past. And there's just this balance of showing grace so much grace dissecting you know the things that have happened and moving forward yeah i mean first corinthians 6 you see that right you see like hey this is who you used to be this is your old lifestyle but that's not who you were anymore but you remember you have you need to remember like where you came from and it was the grace of God that changed all of that. Ephesians 2 is another great passage on that. Ephesians 2 starts out with, You were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, a spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. So that's a big reflection on the past, right? You're looking back at who you used to be. Verse 4 in Ephesians 2, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us. I love that verse. I'm going to stop you there. Like yeah. anytime there's like a but God, it's like you can almost put a period after God and just stop for a second. Mm -hmm. But God, and just sit in that. Absolutely. So the past is important. If we don't learn and grow from it, we're doomed to repeat it. But at the same time, the balance is you don't just dwell on that. You need to pause and reflect from time to time before you keep trucking forward because eventually there's people who do that too. They just bury what happened in the past. They can bury it for 25 don't even years. Deal because yeah. it's so painful. So painful. They don't want to think about it. And then 25 years later or whatever, it resurfaces and something triggers it and you're going to have to deal with it eventually. You can't mask it and hide it forever. Eventually, you have to work through it. But it's vital to do this in a balanced way where, yes, we're also thinking about what God has taught me through it. And it's not the whole thing just consuming because at the same time, I have to live in the moment. Like, what has God called for me right now? 
Like God wants me to love people. God wants me to show grace. God wants me to sacrifice for my, for my family, for this person. Like all of the things that God has already told you to do have to eventually take place over the reflection on the past. And then we had that last one there. Yeah, we've got to exercise realism and optimism for the future. Guys, David has this down. <laughs> this is David every day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've already touched on this. Realism and optimism. Understand we live in a sin-cursed world. We live in a fallen world. People are sinners. People are going to make mistakes. Let's not be so optimistic that we forget that hard things are going to happen. Like hard things in this life are going to happen. And and those hard things in the moment, it's really hard to see what God's doing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can become a little blind. That's exactly where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. But I do know from the past of what's happened that God is working and he's working big things in my heart and in my life. And I can trust God that he knows what he's doing in that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's where you get the optimism for the future. We have hope for the future because of Jesus Christ. He's already won. And I mean, you look at, you look at Matthew 10 where Jesus told his disciples, look, they will hate you because they hated me. They're going to hate what you say. They're Uh going to hate what you stand for. And they're not hating you. They're actually hating me. (laughs) Jesus is saying that Mm -hmm. to his followers. And at the same time he points that out to them, he also gives them hope in the fact that the victory is already won. Jesus Christ died. He rose again. He conquered sin and death. And love wins. Love conquers all. And you are more than conquerors through him who loved you. Mm -hmm. So we have to always go back to at the end of the day, All of this stuff is either pulling us closer to God and drawing us to God, or it's pushing us away. And we have a choice to make. It's all Mm -hmm. in our perspective. Do we trust that God is actually orchestrating something and creating in us his workmanship, something beautiful? He's writing a love story through us. Mm -hmm. He's creating a poem and a masterpiece. Like, Do we trust that? Or are we just focused on this person over here or this event over here? or this tragedy that is happening right now. Like we have to zoom out and see the bigger picture. Like Romans 8, God works all things together for good. Not just for anyone, for those those who love God, those who are called according to his purposes. And of course, Revelation 21, my favorite chapter in the Bible, where God brings everything full circle. Mm -hmm. So we always look ahead to that. I think to... A passage that just comes to mind with this topic is in Philippians, and I'm actually going to read it. Philippians 3, I'm going to start in verse 12. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus had made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Mm. Like, how much does this apply to Ruth here? Oh, it's everything. Like Forget what's... She did that. Mm-hmm. She forgot what she had gone... Guys, she was in pain. Her husband died. Mm-hmm. And She's grieving. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And she chose to work through it, put it behind her, mm-hmm. and move forward mm-hmm. to the prize of the high calling of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And what have we obtained? Well, we've obtained the gift of salvation. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And we're going to see that as we go into Ruth. She receives she doesn't spoil alert. Yeah. Kids when <laughs> Redeemer is coming. <laughs> yeah. 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 She doesn't earn this. She doesn't like make it happen by pulling herself up with her own bootstraps mm-hmm. and just being a superwoman. You know, it, it doesn't happen that way. It's a gift. And we have obtained, we have been given eternal life and a relationship with God. We've been given hope and peace and joy that are beyond anything this world has to offer because it's supernatural. And it's because we have eternity in our hearts and we're created by God for his glory. Mm -hmm. We're not just a human out here just to have fun and to go about our business and do what we want to do to make money or to have, to have a good time. Our lives are so much deeper and more valuable than that. I would say, you know, as we're wrapping this up here, Where are you in your season of life? Are you stuck in working through the past and you're stuck there and bitterness is set in and you can't even see the price that we're looking toward? Or are you like, you know what? I need to just put it in the past. Take it to the Lord. Trust the Lord. Ruth trusted the Lord. Uh She was faithful in what he called her to do. Uh And that's all God's asked you to do. It's actually really simple, mm-hmm. myself included. I'm mm-hmm. there right now where it's like, ouch, yep, that's what I need to be doing. <laughs> yeah. And then some of us, maybe we're so focused on what's coming up and we're just so preoccupied with this big thing on the horizon that we're actually not investing in the things that we're supposed to invest in right now that really, really matter, right? Like you're so preoccupied with this job promotion or getting this degree. Or a relationship. Right, right. That you miss what God wants you to do right now is love him, to walk with him, and to love others and to let that love Mm -hmm. overflow into your relationship with others. Like if you do that, all the rest is going to take care of itself. It really will. Mm Mm-hmm. So the perspective that we see from Ruth, I'm sure it was something she had to work through. I'm sure it was something she struggled with. But we see a great example of God was faithful then, Mm -hmm. and he is faithful now. It's the same God. Break out in song now. (laughs) Yes. Well, this was a short one, Julie, but I think we said everything we needed to say. Yes. Have anything else to add? No, I don't think so for once. Well, please like and share this episode if it was helpful for you. And by you giving us a review on iTunes or on Spotify, it actually helps this podcast get out there in the public domain. And who knows who else could stumble upon this if you haven't already told them about the Docs and Dialogue. We appreciate you listeners. It's great to hear back from some of you after you hear these episodes. So just keep the feedback coming. Appreciate it. You are loved.